<laughs> also, I'm not wearing underwear. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> I'm not wearing any right now either. <laughs> this has become a great podcast. Zoetopia. <laughs> yeah, Zoetopia. Here I am. So, have you been thinking about? Uh, of course, Flash is gonna jingle Hi, her little chain, her little uh, bells here. I'm gonna take her collar off. But um, have you been thinking about what you wanted to share and stuff? Like knowing that yeah. we we're gonna get together and do yeah, a podcast for sure. I definitely have a few ideas about what I want to share, which is just kind of this interesting journey of what topia tips is and where it, ah, where it came yes. from and you know my my whole reasoning for wanting to bring this to astral harvard i've been mulling around the idea of creating something for some time and this really organically grew into something that i'm i feel very proud of nice yeah yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised when I saw your application. I was like, yay, Zoe wants to yeah. offer Topia tips, and it looks really awesome. Yeah. So I can tell you, it the foundation of it came from this idea of me feeling like we have this amazing community. We have this incredible collaboration of humans that I just think are wow. No and kidding, they eh? all Yeah, I think we're really blessed. And they all have these things that I look up to or aspire to be like. And then I, I kept digging deep into myself and thinking, well, where, where, what can I take from all of these beautiful people that I get to be surrounded with? How can I really learn and grow and evolve through their life lessons? And what if I have things that maybe other people also would want to learn about? Also, your mm-hmm. your wisdom connected with my wisdom of you know experience and Mm -hmm. how can we gather all of that information together and really really learn from each other without it being this like i kept thinking about the word workshop Mm. and i wasn't in love with that with what that is Mm. but i do really love the idea of of a living symposium. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> Isn't that sound romantic? I do like living that. Living symposium. What, what is the definition of a symposium then? Maybe I don't... Uh... You know, I don't actually really fully know, but I was looking at, you know, synonyms for workshop. Let's look it up. Let's look ah, up symposium. okay, okay, yeah. I um, love looking up words that I think I know the meaning to, where you just kind of know, but then you're when you're put on the spot, you actually can't generate a proper definition for <laughs> right and isn't isn't linguistics such a deep foundation oh i love it? etymology i'm yeah. so in love with it me too and i think mm-hmm. linguistics is a huge part of something that goes into topia tips so it's probably a good ah, idea that we are looking into what the dictionary. really is <laughs> so it's like a public meeting oh okay. uh, could could be presentations but the word derives from ancient greece 
Mm. And it is to drink together. And it was part of a banquet that took place after the meal when drinking for pleasure was accompanied by music, dancing, recitals, or conversation. And so for me, it's really about a dialogue conversation, an ongoing living dialogue conversation um, that begins with the self and that ripples out into everybody and how we really can all learn from each other. That's Topia Tips. So is it like super interactive then? Yeah, or, it's Or is both. it more like presentation Yeah, it style? has some like lecture style stuff to it, which is, you know, the first portion where I, where I sort of introduce where this all came from. And, and I can actually say a little bit about this. I don't, I don't mind repeating it. Yeah, I with think like your story and stuff too, right? Yeah. So um, basically it came one day when I was trying to figure out in terms of decision-making, how to make great decisions. And I felt like I was one of those humans that wasn't really, that was saying yes to a lot of things. We all get into that. I say yes to everything. I'm a yes person. I love that I'm about myself. I'm a yes myself. person, like neurotically <laughs> yes. Like I need yes. no medicine. <laughs> yes, I'll take more yes, which I love. I love that I'm a yes person. But then I also found that in making so many yeses, my focus was it was not really aligned and my focus wasn't uh, well I guess the word is focus there was a lack of focus and like direction. your prioritization of things was yeah and I, and I felt like I wasn't maybe as efficient as I could be in this very very short existence this human blink mm-hmm. that we're really in and I I felt like wow there's so magic so much magic and so many lessons but I am disoriented in all of the directions and so Mm. I wanted to focus and I I started to think about alignment and wanting to make every decision from a hundred percent yes if I felt like if every decision I made was a hundred percent yes how in the world could I go wrong but what how does that work and so it started with this um a lot of deep introspection, but then it turned into this formula that really worked for me, that was really easy to remember, and uh, which is why Topia Tips actually is called Formulas for Life. That's kind of the I subtitle. Love it. Or Formulas for Existence. Formulas yeah. for Existence. Yeah, that's that's even better. Cute. Is that what I that's called it? That's your title. No, that's, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Formulas for Existence. And so here's, here's the first formula that started it all was the idea of consulting this vertical line down my body, mm. consulting every question that I had, starting with my head, then my heart, then my gut, then my groin. And I'll, I'll sort of break that down because I think that uh, coming into my workshop with this, I, I'll say it again, I'll speak to this, but it's really something that has changed my life to make me live in 100% yes decisions. So first of all, if you have any question in the world, you know, about anything, it could be where do I, uh, should I move? Yeah. Uh, is this, is this person that I'm falling in love with the right decision for me? Or mm-hmm. do I, do I want to kiss this person? You know, mm-hmm. even those like, um, do I want to eat this cheeseburger? Do I want to eat apple this cheeseburger? <laughs> exactly. Any sort of question that you have. And so the idea is that you start by consulting with your head, which is obviously the logistical part of yourself. It's the left brain. It's the, it's the science-based questioning. Mm-hmm. And you, you ask the question, but you ask coming from solely a place of your head. Mm-hmm. And then 
what you do is you have a scale from zero to 10. And zero being a really hard uh, no, and mm-hmm. 10 being a really hard yes. Mm-hmm. And so you ask the question to your head, and the answer, based on what your head, what you think your head would say, will rate will rate somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So we can we can do this after we can try this. We can do An like example. a little example. Yeah. But we'll just start with that. Then you go into your heart and the same thing. You ask the same question, but you're consulting only the feeling space, mm-hmm. the heart-centered area, um, that place maybe where um, where you really are looking at the feelings around that, the emotional value, uh, and then same thing. You rate it from a zero to a 10. And then you go into the gut. Gut is very primal. It's that like instant answer. So you said something like a cheeseburger, you know, do I want this cheeseburger? Well, if it's like that primal mm-hmm. intuitive answer. Is it a hard no or a hard yes? Mm-hmm. Somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And same thing. You rate it from zero being hard no, uh, 10 being hard yes. And then you go into groin. Groin, um, initially when I came up with it, I think that I was thinking about relationships. And so mm. I was having these like sensations in my groin. But what groin now has become is this question about what it the sensations are within your body. Does mm. it give me sweaty palms? Does it make my heart beat really, really mm. fast? Do I feel tears welling up? Do I... Do I have spidey senses? What does it physically do mm-hmm. to your body? So say if it's kissing somebody, mm-hmm. this, the, maybe the groin part um, would be the sensation for, does my heart get twitterpated or do I get really anxious and this is not feeling right? So mm-hmm. that twitterpated, beautiful feeling, that would be the hard yes, the 10. And the anxiety, I don't know, my mm-hmm. body actually doesn't like this this is not okay for me, that becomes a zero, which is a hard no. And then there's a variance in between. Mm -hmm. So let's do this. Let's do like a little example. So do you, let's just make up a a question. It could be something that, you know, we're just using for an example or something that's really authentic to you that maybe a decision that you're sort of going through that you're Mm. like curious about. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Do I have any? Well, I, I tend to also like have a lot of things like too many things to choose from so it's like I'm on sabbatical right now and I'm finding that like decision making has actually come up a lot interesting and I found out that like Jupiter was really close has been really like astronomically really close and that's all about choices and stuff I was like oh weird I've been wow now here I am this. again like yeah choices in your face, choices like so. it's just been everywhere that that's synchronicity synchronicity totally. is a big deal totally synchronistic so this is a great opportunity but if that's so I have like this I choice is like, like it's just kind of this choice of like how do I spend my time like I've got these different options I don't know if this is a great example let's pick one of those options but like so I want to learn all these different things, but like prioritizing them in terms of mm-hmm. like, clearly I'm interested in like them all, but mm-hmm. I don't have enough time to do them all. So how do I figure out yeah. which one is so then the for most me, important? That's a great example. So then for mm-hmm. me, I would go through the line. I would actually just make a list of all of these things that I want to do. And then I would go through the line and with each one, run them through? I would run them through, mm. through this diagnosis. Let's start with something really, really basic. So, and then if now you know the formula, so we'll start with something really basic, maybe not related to that. And this would be a great exercise that you could take back for you to do 
when you have some time when you're journaling or whatever and take it back and it really I think it will really help in your decision making about where that sits Mm -hmm. so let's do something super easy like you know is is craft dinner the right thing for me to make tonight for supper we're just going to use something super basic so that we can run through this yeah so I'm going to ask you Craft dinner, how's that sounding to your head? Is that my, a good logical decision <laughs> to have craft dinner for supper tonight? My head is going to say a hard no. There's hard all no. kinds of preservatives. Oh, it's bad. It's Great. Yeah. Okay, so that's a zero. Yeah. Okay, now you're going to run it through your heart. How does your heart feel about craft dinner? Do so you want me to honestly check in with this? Yeah, for right real. Now? Okay. Yeah, check in. Okay. My heart is kind of in the middle. Kind of in the middle. Yeah, because there's kind of almost this sort of like romantic thing to like eating something so crappy yeah comfort food yeah this idea of like oh yucky sustenance yeah like yeah. fake cheese <laughs> like there's something like a little bit like I get it. romantic about that sort of like i'm not above eating this absolutely <laughs> okay let's move into the gut that's that primal intuition craft dinner craft dinner right now I'm just kind of like getting an image of like a pushing Stop, away, like no. a no. That's a no. Getting a no. Yeah. I, w- I could get a yes though. You could get a yes. At Like at a different point in time. Like Absolutely. I've definitely said yes to craft dinner in the past <laughs> and felt like didn't feel bad about it. Right. But today at this moment, it's, I'm kind of getting exactly. the, the no. Which is a great thing to actually recognize that these questions can come up and you and your ideals around them based on your head your heart your gut your groin can change and Mm -hmm. that's okay and so this idea is to have those conversations with yourself to consult and to continuously consult so that you stay in alignment so right now i'm saying that's probably around a four would you say your gut it's like a pretty hard oh it's like probably more of a two yeah more of a two okay so (laughs) we have like a zero uh like maybe six yeah. Then a two, and then like body sensation. Do you start to salivate? You think about craft dinner. How does it feel physically in your body? Like my body feels a little bit clammy when I think about that. Okay, so it's under the. It's pretty a no. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty a no. So here's the here's the great part about this. If in that dialogue of the head, the heart, the gut, the groin, if anything is below the number five the whole thing becomes a no. Oh. Because the idea is to make choices based on 100% yeses. Mm. So everything on that line that you're trying to make Mm. on that scale has to be above five Mm. for it to be a go. And if it's not above five, even one of those things, then it's an automatic no. So let's take Mm. this to something a little bit more serious, like should I have sex with this person tonight at Astral Harvest? (laughs) my head logically you know that might think you know what actually we have a lot in common and this Mm. this could be pretty cool so logically you know i don't know i'm like a six like right now i I, i've been lonely this feels really feels logically right like we could actually connect in my heart that's definitely like feeling some stuff but my gut is like no it's not the right time so that's a blow five and the tingly sensations, holy crap, like I'm on a 10 there. Like this guy, this person that I'm with right now that I'm considering you know, giving my body to is like doing it for me. 
But because you had one thing that's under that five, the answer is no. Hmm. So what it does is it really allows you to, like I said, make 100% yes decisions for yourself. And when you follow this formula, when I followed this formula, Hmm. my experience was that I started making choices that were really right for me without everybody else's background noise and all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And it became this formula that I really dialed into. And then that process became more of a conversation with other people. And I started to ask, you know, well, what, what things do you know that I don't know? You know, maybe you know, you know something that I want to know. And now it's this beautiful living collaboration of the work, the work of us as humans trying to exist in this physical world, which I think is sometimes very challenging. And the idea for Topia Tips is for it to be living and organic and to have the ripple effect, to continue the dialogue instead of always trying to do it all by ourselves because I think we're really great at that. Mm. We think we have to do it all by ourselves and I just feel like that's really scary because collaboration I have learned is amazing amazing when we have more than ourselves and we collaborate together that's how things like astral harvest exist that's how things like goddessa exists and magical things can happen and that's the uh, that's really the foundation of where topia tips came from Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, what I like about that formula is that you could be getting a no from your heart and it would be easy to override that with your head or something like that. Or you could just be getting a no. It's kind of like no questions asked. Like if some part of me, mm-hmm. which I may not be able to explain, mm-hmm. doesn't want to do this, yeah. you're giving yourself permission yeah. to allow those other parts of you to still have feelings. Yeah. To still have count. Yeah. To, to be valid, right? Because right. it's so easy to like, for the story piece to yeah. override. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, I'll just negate those feelings or, yeah. you know, I can't make sense of that. So I'll just kind of, or I didn't even bother to check in in the first place. Right. right? Which is the <clears throat> most common thing. And yeah. I think that that's, that's the whole um, point of why I want to have this dialogue because I don't think I was. I was it's not I I think of myself as a pretty I don't know is conscious the right word but I'm dialed in you know like I I have conversations with myself but I found I teach a lot of youth I'm a dance instructor and I teach a lot Mm -hmm. of youth and I I felt like you know lots of people are not actually dialed in and I'm teaching all of these incredible young humans and even in the dance studio, you know, trying to use some of these ideas and um, certainly not teach because I don't, I, I'm not really a fan of that world. I don't ever think that I can teach anybody. I think that knowledge is acquired based on what you're drawn to and what you really want to pick up on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think having the dialogue allows us to really educate ourselves collectively and, and level up and when it's done in a symposium atmosphere as opposed to like lecture style, it's really just a sharing of ideas. And I love that idea. We're, we're in this world where we can 
type in a question and Google can answer. But this is a, this is really it. It's a container for live Google based on people that I think are amazing. I think it's going to be really cool because I have met incredible humans at Astral Harvest. And so, you know, even if 10 of those humans show up and there's this beautiful collective symposium of what works for you and where where are all where is something that we all feel like we need to dial into and how can we come up with solutions to that within ourselves but collectively I feel like it's a more powerful way to exist and it allows us to dial in and to connect to our inner selves and to the outer self which I think is the trick of humanity mm-hmm. that we here we are in these like physical bodies that, yeah. I, that I can pinch and have pain but how do I navigate myself in this in this human world when I do have all of these other layers of my spiritual self and my my work self and myself as a parent or myself as a non-parent and myself as all of the things that all of the things that we all are mm-hmm. we're very layered people mm-hmm. and I know that I get confused in all of that. So how can you help me and how can I help you and how can we help each other to really live our highest potential? Mm-hmm. I like it. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it's reminding me of uh, integration. I was just listening to um, Dan Siegel's book, The Auto or the Neurobiology of We. Okay, wow. And... Um, yeah, he was just talking about all the different like forms of integration and stuff like that. So it, it really sounds like you're talking about that too. Me. Like just integrating like your left and your right hemisphere aspect, integrating like all the other kind of aspects. Yeah. There's the body system, there's the intuition, there's the neurons around your heart and your gut yeah. and like this is stuff and, that... And bigger and bigger and bigger, <laughs> like majuscule mm-hmm. to the point of like of the entire... Uh, cosmos mm-hmm. and then minuscule also yeah, and yeah. so like not only like right and left but also within and without above, yes below. all of it all of the opposites yeah mm-hmm. there's human existence is fascinating to me and I'm 40 years old now Woo-woo. <laughs> and I feel like I don't know anything so yeah. I want to learn from all of you and even though I don't feel like I know anything, have these really interesting experiences that I have lived in my 40 years. And I'm really excited about sharing some of those ideas, if it might be useful to somebody. Because had I been able to have a talk with my 40-year-old self, you know, when I was younger, I don't, I'm pretty happy with how things turned out. I'm really all about uh, flow over force these days. So Mm. I just like to flow into my existence but I still think that having that dialogue with my younger self as I am now would have maybe led to some really interesting me yeah for sure like the types of dialogues you're having with your own children and the kids you completely instructed dance and all of that kind of stuff yeah I'm a mother of five so you know I'm I'm juggling a lot of things and that's Mm -hmm. a that's a big part of it too like how do you how do you juggle all of these different layers Mm -hmm. of the self and What's your trick to it? Because we all have all of those layers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other parts to it as well. Like sometimes, you know, even even uh, the questions that I've had at other symposiums that I've done, you know, around um, 
younger people asking about finances, you know, really like navigating in the human world, formulas for existence. Mm. And so the questions can be, as I don't want to say shallow, that's not the right word, but you know, physical, like yeah, layered like in the physical realm. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's questions of, of really deep things. And the symposium is the sharing of all of it. But I structure it in a way that's pretty laid out. So it's not this like mosh of, whoa, that sounds intense. I could be coming and learning into anything. It's still structured enough. Mm-hmm. Although I, I suspect that with only having the hour you know well, you have two hours actually oh do i have yeah, two yeah hours? you're the only one on thursday oh, evening wow. so actually you could so <laughs> i could just keep going that's <laughs> actually keep going really exciting because <laughs> i probably have about you know i would say i have over 20 hours of things that i could dial into but that's the whole point that's mm-hmm. this intro into going deeper into the self into your own self through the collective it's both. It's the both end, you know, going mm-hmm. deeper into yourself, but not having to navigate it alone, mm-hmm. which is really refreshing, I mm-hmm. think, to know that we don't have to spend all of this money on a counselor and go seek help. We, we actually can just ha- have that conversation with ourselves and mm-hmm. then have that conversation with the people around us. And when we unzip ourselves a little bit, people actually are willing to do that. But this allows for a forum a, a, I guess a two-hour space. How exciting is that? This gives you a forum, a two-hour space to actually have that consultation with the self. Because mm-hmm. lots of people don't give time. For sure. To do. Or they don't know how, right? Like so much of what healing is, is being able to access the parts of yourself that do know or that are wise or you know, yeah. call it your higher self or what ha- have you or the parts that yeah. aren't separate. And, yeah. You know, all that, right? So if people just have a tool that they can use to access the different parts of themselves yeah you know a few different tools but even just having a space for two hours where you know you can show up and if you're sitting with any confusion at all or even if there's no confusion at all and life is fantastic if you want to show up for two hours and really dial in a little bit more, a little bit deeper. Give yourself some time to have a conversation with yourself and to potentially, if you have questions around that, to to network with other humans that somehow call to you. You never know if in if in a crowd, I've been in a crowd of, you know, 50 people where I ask a question and I just see how many people's hands go up to that question. Well, great. You know what? 10 people's hands went up. They all are mulling about this. You guys go. Just go chat about it. Give yourself that time. Um, yeah, does that make sense mm-hmm. to you? Yeah, yeah. yeah Which I sure. think is just exciting to be able to unravel and unzip in a really safe container. I set it up to be a very safe container. Although, uh, something that I'm going to try new for Astral Harvest is because, man, I'm telling you, sometimes that music can get you. And you just got to go. So this is not going to be static. This is dynamic. Feel free to, man, if that music hits you and you just instantly have to go dance, I follow that. I want you to do right. it. You can consult your head, your heart, your gut, your groin. Does dancing feel the best for me right now? And if the answer is yes, ditch and go do it, right? It's yeah. not It's not so static. It's a safe, sacred container, but it's not a static container because life existence isn't static and I'm not here to 
lecture and teach you all the things that I think that I know. It's mm-hmm. not really about that. It's, it's the fact that I'm open to sharing some of the things that have helped me mm-hmm. in, in prayer and in hope that maybe it will inspire you to have some wisdom for yourself and then to spread that and then to spread that and then to spread that and to have this ripple effect of of higher consciousness hopefully because i think that when we know ourselves better that's that's a big deal and the, all of life yeah. is that that's that's the whole thing well as you were saying that like the if you have to go dance i respect that kind of thing it, what came to mind was just that you know the more and more one checks in with themselves the more and more obvious it is you know we we're able to do togetherness better yeah. if we can do separateness at yeah. the same time I right because so much of like the instincts are to connect that we become like super enmeshed and like projecting our ideas of how others are supposed to be and act and what choices they're supposed to make yeah. based on our own stuff yeah. or maybe the stuff that we weren't able to check in about that wasn't good for us and we just bought into the story that we're supposed to be doing this and doing that and yeah. and then we're telling everybody else how to live and like yeah. whoa like yeah. if you truly believe that or have like learned to check in with yourself then it becomes obvious that others are doing what's right for them see this is it we're doing topia tips right now this is the this is the symposium <laughs> this <Trippy. is> it. <laughs> But I think it's really beautiful. It's it's beautiful to be able to do that. Yeah. And they, I have lists and lists of things, actually, that um, we can go into. Do you have any questions What is me? the Topia thing about? Like, where did that come from? Oh, yeah, Topia. So um, I have a company called Topia Theatrics. Oh, which okay. Which is, but, but it actually was from before that. Uh, some people... Uh, know me as Zoe, Z-O-I-I, yep. Zoe Topia. So Topia is kind of my chosen last name. I don't really, I just knew that Topia sounded like a great place to be and I wanted to be in that ideal place. I wanted to call that into myself, like a Topia. Plus it sounded like a great name, Zoe Topia. And so then um, there's kind of a funny story around Zoe also. My birth name is Z-O-I-E. Yeah. And ah, I, okay. Z-O-I-E. That's why I've been like, how do you spell this darn Who are thing? you? Because, <laughs> Who is this girl? Because I was spelling it that way, but it must have been from some like form of legal name. And I was like, wait, I thought it was... What? Ah. Who are you? Who are you? I <laughs> so go, many eyes. <laughs> What's going on? I go by a lot of things. But basically, when I was going to university, I had a board up on my uh, door. I lived in um, dorms. And I had a board on my door. And one girl uh, who I was great friends with... Um, Oh, I thought I was great friends with, but apparently she didn't know how to spell my name. <laughs> she wrote on my she wrote on the things that oh I I, which I thought was really really strange. And then I found out after that her name was Carly Ann, and she had a I. You may even know Carly Ann actually. No, I don't think you? I know a Carly Ann. Oh, she sometimes comes to Astral. Hi, shout out to Carly Ann. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she spelled her name Carly with an I. And so in her mind, and also, you know, if you see E, the letter E, it has two dots over top of it lots of time when people's yeah. name is Zoe. So I think she associated the two dots maybe with two I's. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, so she wrote me this note. She said, hey, Zoe, 
something, something, something. I don't know what the note was about. What was cool from that is that I never erased the name Zoe, and then everybody in university started thinking that that's how they spelled the name, and then it stuck, and that's now how I sign anything artistic that I do. Oh. So as a dancer, when I do choreography, I sign it with Zoe. If I do any visual art or any any art at all, anything performance-related or anything art-related, that's how I sign it. So that became my, my name, Zoe Topia. And then... Uh, yeah, Topia tips, tips. You know, here's a little here's a little tip that helped me. Do you do you have a tip that helped you? And that's the symposium. Yeah, cool. So there's Topia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've been hearing Topia for a while, but I wasn't sure what the like where it came from. Or I assumed okay. it was kind of a, a chosen name, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's a bit of a chosen name. I have a company called Topia Theatrics, and it's basically performance art, theater art. It's uh, it's dance it's music it's musical theater it's all things creatrix awesome. i call it a creatrix theatrics yeah awesome so you've been dancing your whole life and you merged that into teaching and then yeah the, yeah this is all yeah this is all together i'm doing some stuff with a troupe called goddessa right now and yeah i've been dancing since i was oh man three which is crazy. I actually started um, as a musical theater kid. My parents auditioned me really, really early, and I got chosen. And so I grew up in the theater. Like in the professional yeah, theaters, like where yeah, people come and buy theater, tickets? Yeah, and so it's this, is, this has been kind of my world, theater arts and dance and drama. And I, anybody who knows me knows that I'm really dramatic. <laughs> to see my face right now like I could twitch it into all sorts of emotions <laughs> uh, which I love and so I really embrace that part of myself and that's sort of where Topia Theatrics came from it was all things creative and me yeah because I also do interior design so I, I feel like a professional juggler if you want to know who <laughs> I am I'm actually just a professional juggler I'm a mother of five I have a few different businesses that I run one of them is Topia Theatrics my partner has a dojo. I'm a dancer, dance teacher, choreographer, and then I'm doing a lot of work right now with Goddessa, which is so awesome. Their work is magic work, and I really highly recommend. Topia Tips really supports Goddessa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Yeah, Goddessa is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you were like running the show at the. I don't uh, know about that. Which, which... Um, that was with the Shakti Collective? Yeah, it was Shakti Showcase when we Shakti did Showcase. the show there at... Um, I don't know, remember the name of the venue now that it changed hands. Oh, yeah, what was But that? you were basically like... All sort of on the backside, the production team. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. were like, run shit. <laughs> I, I like to run shit. I do like to run shit. I think I'm good at it. I just have a lot of experience with it in being able to uh, choreograph something to to happen right knowing yep. where people need to be and i'm yep. a pretty good director it's fun like orchestrating everything and like it is fun people doing your bidding and it all coming together and <laughs> certainly not my bidding like <laughs> this is a definitely there's a group massive, okay it's a massive, collective it's a collective vision for sure yeah it's always a collective vision it's about medicine women making art to also, you know, to bring higher consciousness, also to bring medicine to our existence, 
we are the medicine, the idea that we are the medicine. And the idea that the age of competition is over, that's a big message. Um, the idea that expression is deeply intuitive within me. And mm. so that's why I felt really drawn. I feel really drawn to do this work. Um, I'm so excited to bring it all to Astral. I just feel like Astral offers this beautiful venue and a beautiful opportunity to um, experiment with 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 all of that like with how totally. how can I experiment me as an artist um, I'm not saying it's not a prof- you know experiment sort of gives the idea that it's not professional everything it's is, just safe it's safe it's safe to experiment yeah I feel I feel like it's so welcoming that the mm-hmm. the humans involved really believe in art in its and it's forgiving essence. in the sense of like if there is something that's yeah, I hope I messed hope, up. Then it's like I hope everything can people be people look past that. It's not like I, I imagine that if it was like some like Cirque du Soleil thing, there'd be like there's like no room for error and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Although although I really love the idea of stretching yourself to not not to any ideal of how it has to be, but really stretching the ability that you have. Sure, like, I love making everything polished and polished. run smoothly yeah. and yada yada. That's yada. the ideal, but. You're right. Things can But also with like, you know, there's not the budgets involved as yeah. some major production. So it just How can we You have to happen? have a little room for error because you right. didn't you know, you didn't have the capacity to All of these are the foundational things yeah. to potentially acquire a budget also. Right. Not that that's necessarily the goal. Obviously, I want I want to do this because my heart speaks to it and if there can be follow up with that, I think everybody. But it wants could that. lead to something. Yeah, knows. doesn't everybody want that? That if you could do oh, what you most love and have the backup behind you. Of course! You, oh my God! Yeah. yeah, that's the dream. How do we do that, Eugenia? <laughs> Let's live the dream for real. I don't know. I'm just sort of in the in the zone of like, I guess like you, just following my heart and just trusting that whatever happens, yeah. whatever it leads to down the line. In terms of money or budgets, I mean, it, it, it either does or doesn't, but yeah. it doesn't really matter. It would be nice. That's but, sort of the mantra yeah. that I mm-hmm. have right now, flow over force, you know, flow over force. But imagine if it wasn't just what your heart spoke about, if every decision you made was in alignment and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just about your heart. I think ultimately the heart is a beautiful place to start, but because we're human and I don't necessarily know that all of our world is based on the heart. No. So to exist within this world, I think remembering that we're human within that is is a big part. If we just come from a heart-centered space, then we're living in that spiritual zone, which is amazing. But what I found... It's not embodied. It's not necessarily yeah. embodied. That's what I really found. And that mm-hmm. was sort of what was happening. It's like, oh, great. My heart really doesn't want to make sure that my kids... Obviously, I want my kids to have lunches. But, you know, my <coughs> heart maybe would really like to go uh, be on a dance floor right now instead of cleaning up messes, instead of doing all of this. But that's yeah. not the reality. So, great. You can follow your heart, but I have responsibilities. Totally. And I believe that that's part of mastering human existence is to be able to blend all of that together to do like what I said about the professional juggling yes and then you you become one of those annoying hippies you've probably seen this time and time again where like they're out there following their heart and eating everyone else's food or not paying their rent or whatever so it is envious, right, right? I, 
But it is. It's that's mm-hmm. the point. That's the point. We can mm-hmm. say, "Oh, follow your heart." But what I've what I've learned for myself is that that's maybe not actually. I mean, it is. It's a part. But of it's it. the both yeah. end, and you and to mm-hmm. make something in that alignment. So it's a great start. Mm-hmm. And really, I think if you get that and you're interested in that, then you're really going to love all that Topia Tips offers because really that's just the first layer. And I think that I think that starting with that is just a, a great formula. And I bet I bet you'll hear some more formulas if you show up. <laughs> I bet there's some more. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. So um, where did you come up with this? system of checking in like did it come from somewhere or like did it just come I think to you, I was or? really curious about chakras mm-hmm. you know um but I don't know anything about chakras and then I was <laughs> this seems silly but I felt like it was too hard with this chakra is this color and this chakra is this color and I felt like I had to really learn them all and I just needed something really easy mm-hmm. for me uh, I need to complicate I don't want to complicate things I need to simplify uh, for me to exist uh, with ease, simple works really great for me. And so I was imagining, you know, this idea of balance mm-hmm. in my life. How can I make decisions really balanced? And um, and I was imagining the chakra system, but I needed something to, to clarify it and make it really accessible for myself in a quick moment. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking... This chakra, you know, my third, my third eye chakra, and my throat chakra, and my, instead of speaking to all of those, I I just came up with a formula that kind of had its foundation in, in mm-hmm. that sort of balance and alignment. Yeah, totally. Yeah, of like getting the kundalini to flow, but something easier and more mm-hmm. accessible. It's interesting because, uh, like, the traditional Caro Peruvian shamanic philosophy is like. They really focus on the triad, like the trinity of chakra two, four, six. Oh. So like that's like, you know, you're, you have neurons in your head and then a f- modern science says you have a whole bunch of neurons around your heart, a mm. whole bunch of neurons in your intestines. So essentially there's like the three brains, which correlates to them. And then you've just kind of added this like kind of fourth one, which I don't know if that would kind of fall for them under the, the second chakra as well, but it's... It's very much a thing that correlates to multiple disciplines where you have the like gut brain, the heart brain, and the yeah the uh, like the thinking brain. Yeah. Yeah. Body sensation is a really interesting one mm-hmm. because I found that that actually has helped me to really uh, sometimes when things are all around that five area where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not I really body just, has I, the I just answer. don't know. Sometimes the body does. Like if I feel my my palms getting sweaty or you know I don't know they all have the answer but yeah I this is what I love is that this none of this wisdom is mine Mm -hmm. there's no wisdom in 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 me inherently it's it is this is the thing how it was checking into myself and the self is connected I think to divine wisdom and so if if the Peruvians are saying it and the you know chakra systems and I mean, psychologically, there's so this doesn't come from me. Mm-hmm. This is from everywhere. It's like and universal it isn't wisdom. Mine. Yeah, yeah, it isn't mine. It's trying. It's, <coughs> it's trying to figure out the universal truths because mm-hmm. who shares that? Actually, I don't know anybody. I don't know how to get that wisdom. We know that you know the law of attraction. That all came out, and and every everybody bought into it. 
Because they wanted cars and... <laughs> but it's a natural law. Yeah. And they they simplified this natural law. I'm certainly not dissing it. I think there's so much to this beautiful natural universal of law. Of course. But there's yeah. a lot of natural universal laws. Yes. So many. There's so That's many. That's just one out of many. And I don't know mm. all of them. And mm-hmm. maybe one of you does. And mm. man, oh man, like I sure would like to be able to show up and share that and get as deep in as I can without mm. necessarily having to have this monetary value attached to it. That, mm. I don't, that really speaks to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know the universal laws. Who teaches them? You know, there's so mm. much wisdom everywhere. So if it's everywhere, then you might know something from your... Like you just taught me that I'm telling you the practically the same thing Mm -hmm. and you learned it in a different way i did not know this Mm -hmm. i did not know that this existed so the symposium is a forum for all of that dialogue to happen Mm -hmm. with where the synchronicities are find those people that are having those synchronicities dial in yeah i'm excited about it yeah cool excited about the ripple effect awesome how are we doing um yeah we have a little bit more time i think right yeah um I want to ask you a question that I've asked everybody, and my idea is that I will one day compile them all into one podcast episode. Love it. Or maybe two, depending. There's two questions, um, depending on the you know length of time and that. But um, the questions are actually uh, kind of related, so I'll ask them both, and then you can kind of like weave them ha- as you like. I'd love to. Um, one of them is just what your perception of um, this phenomenon of conscious festivals is like the transformational festival scene that has just kind of come out of nowhere. Like, what's going on there? What are we doing? What's this about? How do you make sense of that? I love that question. But then, an aspect of that is also, or at least I think one of the values connected to that is earth stewardship and where we're going as a species in terms of the earth and what your thoughts are or maybe topia tips are on or how you have maybe come into a different or better relationship with the earth that just kind of thoughts and and they are kind of related so yeah i'll, I'll let you kind of take it to away either those take it away <laughs> however however you it's like. much better than the question i thought you were going to ask me something silly like you know what color are your underwear you know when you go to interviews and <laughs> well i guess i could i could do <laughs> your that your questions I'm... are much better <laughs> Also, I'm not wearing underwear. Mm-hmm. We'll just put that out there. <laughs> I'm not wearing any right now either. <laughs> this has become a great podcast. I love festivals. I got into the festival scene through invitation, through uh, just knowing awesome humans, maybe because my vibration, I don't know if, if that speaks to you at all, but you know, maybe, maybe where I was vibrating at... Um, Opened so up, like, come right this way. Yeah, opened up the <laughs> portal to this whole new world. But for me, it's always been dance, you know, dance and music. For me, that's the foundation of, of where I was really drawn to. Obviously, the community, but the community loves to dance. And the community loves to listen to music. And that's medicine to me from... Forever, humans have stomped their feet on the ground and humans have created sound through voice, through instrument, through sound. 
man, how blessed am I that I have my ears and how blessed am I that I have, have my body. And it's so primal and so tribal to me, even though we're, you know, we're listening to electronic dance music, which is from the future. <laughs> we are, it's both. You know, we're so tribal, we're so primal. I feel very tribal. I don't want to speak to it for anybody else, but I feel like inherently my body knows how to do that. That's not something that was taught. Although I hear a lot as a dance teacher that some people are afraid to dance and afraid to use their bodies. But, mm-hmm. but babies, babies hear sound or hear vibration, even if hearing isn't, possible for you there's the vibration that you can feel that's very primal for me and so doing connecting it to that primal work making my dance every time I'm dancing on the earth it it allows me to get it out Mm -hmm. to just get it all out I think it's really definitely for me it's dangerous to hold on to emotion and because Mm -hmm. I'm such a dramatic emotional human when I dance I get it out. Mm-hmm. When I sing, I get it out. When I make noise, I get it out. And I give it to Mama Gaia. So that's how I'll weave it in. For me, my dance is medicine. And Mama Gaia, Pachamama, Mother Earth, the sacred circle, globular, <laughs> not flat earth thing that we're on. <laughs> Just throw that in yeah, there. Just throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> we're all here. We're all here. We're all here together. And I believe, um, I believe in the symbolism of of mother. Mm. You know, father, son, mother, earth. And as a mother myself, and having experienced motherhood, we do. We take anything from our children. It doesn't matter. You have unconditional love forever, for life. and Like they take everything from you, from the mother? Like I will, with my children, mm-hmm. with them, they could they could throw themselves on the ground and throw yeah. a complete hissy fit and that I will love them. Yeah. And I will pick them back up. And it's I will, totally unconditional. It's so unconditional. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that it's easy because it's not eh, at all. But it's unconditional. And I believe that our sacred mother and Mother Earth also does that for us. Um, I understand that we that people can be scared. So much of fear. Uh, my friend, my friend Lena. I'm I'm gonna do like another like little shout out to <laughs> to my friend Lena, who's doing this incredible work um, called Fems Read Naked. Oh. Have you heard of Fems Read Naked? Fems Read Naked? Fems Read Naked. No, I haven't, but that sounds intriguing, and I can imagine what it is, oh, just from the title. it's just brilliant. <laughs> but it came out of this idea. Uh, hi, Lena, I hope you're listening to this. I'm going to give you a little plug, because I think your work is phenomenal. And Lena will also be at Astral Harvest, and she's also uh, a member of Goddessa, so who's doing, she has this great Yeah, I recognize the name, but... Lena Purnell. Um... She has this mantra this year called fearless as fuck. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here, but oh, I just yeah, did it. Oh, yeah, of course. 
fearless as fuck. There's and, no funding source. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I bought this microphone. <laughs> we can awesome. say what we want. Awesome. So she basically, uh, man, I hope you do a podcast interview with her. I'll do this. I'll do like a Cole's Notes version. And then I really hope that you connect. Sure. With her yeah. Connect she us. Has, she's so brilliant right now. She's doing um, work that really will ripple out, I think, um, especially for women. She did this Fems Read Naked, which was uh, women who gathered together to read naked. And it was to support the Wind House, um, which is a, a home yeah. shelter for women who need to leave um, and uh, need a place to start up again. Mm-hmm. You know? um, where was I going with so this? So, like, the Fems Read from? Naked. Oh, you were talking about Mother Earth. Yeah, and then fans read naked. Fans read, but naked. I'm super curious about. That. <laughs> How am I gonna? So like it? everyone just like gets naked and stays naked the whole time, or you get naked when you read and then you, like if you get cold or something, you go put yeah, your clothes no. back on. So my experience, I was in it, and I, um, it was a, an incredible container uh, that she set up. Oh man, I I just want to tease you. I just want to tease you with this. Okay, this sure. Is, this is you guys all. You're gonna hear it from Lena. This is gonna happen. It sounds really powerful. It's super, super, super mm-hmm. powerful. But her whole foundation was that she had a lot of fears that she needed to face, that she wanted to face, and so she she wrote down this list. I hope I'm getting this right, Lena. She wrote down this list of all of her fears, and then uh, sort of looked at all of them and thought, well, how can I do this all in one shot? If I get naked, I could tackle a few. <laughs> I could tackle getting naked, right? Uh, that's pretty crazy. I could organize an event. Um, I, I she has uh, dyslexia, and so you know, reading was right. a fear. And so she had this list of like wow, ten amazing. fears, maybe even it was more. And she thought, I'm going to do it all in one shot. And so she created Femmes Read Naked, and uh, it was just a conversation that she started having about her own fears and realized that other people had fears too. And so, yeah, uh, I got up there and I read a, um, I read a piece uh, that I wrote, and, uh, and I talked about what it was like to be exposed and naked in front of other people and what that meant about body shame and my fears and um i really want to weave this in but i don't know how we went down this crazy i, I don't know either i don't remember it's, i'll it's i'll go back and awesome. listen and go oh oh yeah <laughs> podcast part two let's, let's weave it all in together it is about mama gaia though um taking it all mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like she takes it all she takes everything from us just like i would take you know i i would take anything from my child and so that's the True. magic for me is um, when I dance, I feel like I give it all to her. Mm-hmm. And she is abundant. She is far more abundant than we could ever, ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Mother Earth, you know, we might die off. We might, we might die off. But she's wild, man. She's not going anywhere. She's got us and she's holding us. And so for me, conscious... Uh, Conscious partying, conscious festivaling, it's it's the play shop of life. You go to have fun, and sometimes it's emotionally exhausting. It's all the things. Trust me. If you if this is your first time festivaling and you don't know what to expect, it's all the things. You're gonna have mm-hmm. a blast. You're gonna be exhausted. You're gonna be offered drugs. You're gonna be 
Um, it's all like taken to the edge of like insecurity and I'm left out and oh, do I fit in and who am I and yeah, oh, man. Oh, and you're gonna have you're gonna have days where like that music is in your blood and it's you, like relentlessly yeah, <laughs> unending uh, yeah or uh, or maybe you won't sleep because all you hear all night is womp 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 or maybe you're just your mind is just so deeply ingrained into that music and you're blissed right out and sometimes it rains and you know you're like faced with like oh my god my tent and then it's sunshine and the skies up there the skies at astral harvest that i've done a lot of festivaling i've been to costa rica i've been to envision um i've done even like really really small community-based uh events like intention and Mm -hmm. symmetry um inshallah up in calgary where there's a lot of connection between all of them and everyone Mm -hmm. offers something different but what i really get out of it and what is important to me is community and music and dance and medicine and so astral harvest for me is like oh i've been to so many but astral harvest is it that's my one that's my that's my ride or die festival (laughs) it just is i love that yeah it's it's my one i i um i love the beautiful space the venue the skies man if you don't know what northern skies are like they're so magical oh it's magic it's magic the rainbows the rainbow the way the land is set up you know with the with water flowing all around and then forest so you start with this beautiful we're like it's like a nest isn't it it is a contained thing like it's a container and you can feel it and you can see a lot of times where the clouds yeah like they seem like there's going to be a big storm and they literally go around or you see rain happening just on either side it really does feel like this it's so magical area so magical and so not that there haven't been storms <laughs> right totally but so for me this is a time to celebrate all of that together a time to celebrate the vibration of the music in my heart the medicine that i get when i dance the medicine that i feel when i use myself through art and when people are witnessing me in the art the both of that both parts are very very important to the recipe right yes that you know i'm doing this art but i'm also being witnessed in art you're witnessing me or I'm giving art and vice versa. I get to be witness to, wow, man, I, I witness fire artists who do crazy things. I witness, uh, unbelievable costumes up on stilts and I feel like that's important to be taken into another world within our world sometimes. Mm -hmm. To play. To yeah. Play. Yeah. And then also um, earth consciousness. Yeah. How amazing is it to uh, be with, you know, the litter thing. This is a big deal. I I am, I don't like where the festival world is going with, you know, like, let's, let's bring all of our disposable everything. I'm going to do another shout to Ocean Legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've ever talked to Chloe and James. I recorded a podcast with them. Yeah. yeah, they're so amazing. Phenomenal humans who are doing the work to really... And, and that's another thing. Astral Harvard. I don't know very many... Uh, festivals do have workshops and play shops and symposiums, but I love Astral Harvard. I have learned so much through it, and I get really excited when I get to take away a pin. 
you know <laughs> i feel like i just graduated another yeah. little layer from life so. totally totally the yeah. little grad cap pins little grad cap pins <clears throat> so yeah for me it's the whole meal deal it's a weekend where i get to be in community i get to use the medicine i get to learn a lot i get to listen to great as a dance teacher i'm constantly looking for new music something that moves me what can i use for my choreography so you know if you're out there if you're a dj and you're playing and and something hits me in a big way I'm finding out. I'm finding you. Mm-hmm. I'm finding you DJs and I'm finding that <laughs> song. And if you're a producer and you produce that song, I'm finding it. And I'm going to be asking you permission to use it because that's, that's how we spread this, this magic and this medicine mm-hmm. into the world. Uh, you know, you create art. I'm going to, I'd love to choreograph to that art. And then, then there's a dancer who had no idea that your art existed and they're listening to it for the whole year and they share it with their friend. And the, this is it. This is, The kids must be so lucky at your studio (laughs) to have someone who actually knows how to source good music. Now kids, listen to (laughs) Like I'm just thinking about back in the day being in the dance studio and all that was available was just like the crappy same old stuff oh, do you, from way do back. Do you think all of that is crappy though? Because man, I feel like I sometimes get scared about the music scene right now. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of laziness I feel. It's me. But like when I was in dance, it was like, okay, you have a solo this year. Would you like share or would you like, right. you know, right. this like really bad techno remix of Celine Dion? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I, like, I definitely... Tell me there's something else out there. I definitely try to source music that I think is excellent. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's how you get the kids to feel it. That's it. Right. Yeah. I was just having this conversation actually about uh, ballet because I grew up in such a competitive world and that all of the, you know, kids don't want to do ballet, even though it creates this beautiful technique and these beautiful lines. And, and I think so much of the reason why people think ballet is boring is because the music doesn't move them the, the music mm-hmm. isn't moving them when they have to go and do bar exercises every <laughs> class it's this lame one you know one person doing these chords creating i, I i'm really being super generalized but how would you why would you want to sit there for hours at a bar if you're not being moved if you're not being inspired imagine if that music now at the bar here we go. Maybe there's some artist out there who's going to do this for me. Come create a ballet syllabus for me and make awesome music that the kids are like, whoa, yeah, I could do this at the bar yeah. all day. It's not play for them. Like ballet tends to be work oriented and you have to get the technique down yeah. to a point. It's kind of like learning a difficult instrument or something. Yeah. Like you have to have you have to do like technical stuff. Yeah. And then once you have a certain level of skills, then you could like lose yourself yeah. in the yeah. Process of playing with it. But, but you have to was, have the skills. What if it was upside down and backwards, though? What yeah, if you could be yeah. First play and, from the get go. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You get kids, you'd win their hearts. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm mindful of the time. I know we have to kind of. I was just going to look more into my Topia tips, little wrap basket. Up here or? Yeah, we should. We should wrap up because <laughs> I, think that, I think that gives like a really great idea about. Mm-hmm. Um, where where it all came from i have this huge well, maybe list. just throw us a few more like leave us send us off with a couple little teaser topia tips a couple a couple little topia tip teasers all right um one of them uh is oh yeah let's weave in with lena fear taking your fear through all the way um that's another topia tip mm. you know go to the worst case farthest place of your fears possible and and act it out and suddenly fear becomes not so scary anymore that's a that's a quick 
Tobiative. Man, there's so many. Uh, respond, don't react, progress over perfection. Um, yeah, they're, those, mm. they're, those are like little little tastes. I hope Topia that you're tasty teasers. salivating a little bit. <laughs> I, I hope that if this speaks to you, you come and join me and contribute to the symposium of... of uh, Tibbery. Tibbery. <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. I I had a lot of fun, Eugenia. Yeah, this Thank was you so, so much. fun. We could definitely do this for a lot more. Yeah, we could hours, do this for I'm hours sure. and hours. But I I I feel like that's the perfect amount. Let's just tease, and uh, hopefully you'll come and meet me. I would love it. if I haven't met you and you're listening to this podcast. My name is Zoe Topia. Some people who knows know me. if anyone listens to this podcast. <laughs> who knows? I'm I'm not attached either way. I've had a couple I've, people be like, "Hey, I listen to your podcast all the time." I'm like. Like every episode, and I'm like, yay, I have listeners. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I've listened to some for sure, and uh, I think it's great that you're doing this. I think it's it's, it's really fun. Yeah, it's, it's been it's fun to do this with you. to just like unpack someone's story or what's going yeah. on inside of them and, and catch up. What they have. Yeah, well, it's a perfectly good excuse to, to meet up with people and make it happen, and yeah. you know, because it's, it's, and it, there's something special about being witnessed again, yeah. right? Like you and I could have sat here and had this conversation and that would have been fun. Yeah. But to add the element of being recorded and putting that out there for others adds a, a whole nother different That's huge. Layer. It's huge. Yeah. It's like reading naked. If you're sitting in your room reading naked, it's a totally different experience then, if than if you're in yeah. in a circle or in the a, witness is a huge part. Oh yeah. It's huge. Huge part. Huge. Yeah. I, I loved my time here, Eugenia. Yes, thank you. you. Thank you for coming. Yeah, it's it's fun. Thank you for reminding me. Every every podcast is a reminder of why I do it because it's it's so good and it, it's easy to to think like, oh, I, I'm tired or how can we make this work and you know the day to day right and but every time I carve out that little time, yeah. it's it's so good. I'm grateful. You and our community can get time. to know each other and that's the coolest part of it showcase to me ourselves yeah that's the coolest part of it is you know who all is out there and come and meet me oh yeah i was gonna say too my name is zoe topia but i also go by floxy oh okay uh, in goddess so that's sort of my rock rap name Ooh. I, like to, I like to lay down some beats sometimes do you have a little rapping. rhyme you could like throw down that you have memorized or oh, yeah, yeah leave us with some art i'm <laughs> All right, let's see what I got for you. Look up. What was it again? What was the name? Flox Floxy. Floxy. Which, which also because it's like Foxy and Flow and. Um. Yeah, I don't. I. I like it. Floxy. I'm super attached to. Um, I'm super attached to foxes. That's my actually. I I can see that. <laughs> you remind me of a fox. Do you know why? Why though? Why I actually went to an astral Harvard uh, experience. Wow, I don't even know how many years ago, but I sat in a teepee. Everybody was talking about their spirit animal, and I was like, I don't know, I want a spirit animal. I have no idea what my spirit animal is. And so there was this uh, Astral Harvard um, workshop in the teepee, and it was this beautiful meditation. And I went into this meditation, and I, I dove deep into it. I wanted it so badly. I was really attached to it, to wanting to leave with a spirit animal. Halfway through, man, I just felt super nauseous and I, I kind of came out of this deep meditation and I looked around and I felt like oh my gosh I'm gonna I'm gonna vomit I don't know what's going on huh. 
And I looked over, and my friend uh, Jordan and Shanice, well, Shanice wasn't there, but Jordan was there. And I looked at him, and I, he just calmed me down. He, I felt like he was just kind of breathing with me. And I was able to like overcome it, and I closed my eyes, and I went right back into the meditation. When the meditation was over, I still didn't have an idea what my spirit animal was, but I thought, well, I better go thank Jordan. I opened my eyes, he wasn't there. I thought, oh, well, strange. And I went for a walk, and uh, on my walk, I ran into Jordan and Shanice, and I went up, and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, you really helped me out. And he was like, what are you talking about? I don't have no idea what you're talking about. It's like in the TV. Like he wasn't there? He wasn't there. <laughs> he wasn't there at all. And so a I little was meditation like, into the Twilight is, Zone. This is super weird. And so I walked away after this conversation of like finding out that he wasn't there at all, but spiritually he helped me out a, a great deal. And as I was walking away feeling like super confused about what had just happened, he, he said, see you later, Foxy. And oh my goodness! That was it. Uh, that's been my spirit animal. So you just you remind me of a fox. Thank like you. Like when you say it, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You very much embody fancy this sort of fox. trickstery and yeah, yeah. yeah. So foxy, and then floxy. I don't actually know where the L came in, but and now it's with two eyes, like the Zoe. Ah, makes sense. It's all coming together. Um, I have. I, yeah, I'll leave you this one. It's called Life is Deep. Um, there's music to it, but I don't have that here, so I'll just do a little bit. Life's deep, you know, we in it to win it, begin it, and do it to sleep, because someday we'll die, but till then we can try to fly and succeed. See through the magic of song and creation, no wrong if we stay through the long and the thick, staying strong all along, to belong to the pack, who supports like the Tron to the Quan and the Quan. Life's deep, get lost, go deeper to the keeper, I'm released to find some peace and cease the worry, handle it easy, this life's the least, we only own it for a moment. Yo, it's no breeze to get the degrees through elbow grease. Capiche, hey, the precious crazy, wanderlust and lazy, keep it hazy, wish I had focus like Swayze, or even Jay-Z, maybe sway me, they can blame me, instead of hoping, get off my ass, come on, go on, get going, do the pushing and pulling, get rolling, make it happen, no strolling, no complaining, get champagne, celebrating for success, get out of this mess, go on, impress, confess, digress, express, finesse, repress the guests, play it like chess, assess and impress, no time to weep, no time to sleep, you can go, go, go. Life's deep. And it, it, there's more to it. Whoa! <laughs> wow! That was amazing. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I think Ryan, who edits this, um, you probably know Ryan. There's a lot yeah. of, I know there's a lot of Ryans, but Wave Occupation Ryan. Yeah. He'll probably, Hi, I guarantee you, he'll probably like take that and start playing with it musically and Ryan, like, add some things. Ryan, play I'd love yeah, to. It's, yeah, I'll I, send you anything that he creates. And if you have, um, <clears throat> if, if you have uh, videos of yourself swinging on a swing set i have visions of this song because it starts in my mind it starts with two people sitting on a swing set talking mm. about how life is deep so my dream and i've actually have a lot of friends who've already done this who've sent me uh little snip clippets like just phone videos i want it to be like really really raw eventually i want to make a, a video to this it's part of the topio theatrics movement for myself cool. uh where all of my, all people around the world are just swinging on a swing set. The whole video is just different people just swinging on whatever. It doesn't even have to be a swing set. Maybe it's like a tire, a tire swing, or maybe you're swinging into a, a 
a river or something off of a bungee cord or you know, yeah. just the idea of swinging and I love it. People chatting on a swing set or something. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank you for that. I yeah. want to ask you more questions for that, but I know I have to cut it off. So, uh, <laughs> I guess we'll we, leave it there. We'll leave it here. That's we're the gonna, high point. We're leaving it here. <laughs> thank you, Gina. Okay. Thank you, Zoe.